Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. This is our second episode with Audrey Slusher. My name is Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote, and we've had a great first episode with Audrey, getting caught up on her story, her background as LDS, and how God moved to draw her out of that. And now, um, we're kind of at a point in her story where she left us hanging last episode, Um, She's just found out um, that she and her husband are pregnant. She already has two older children. So, Audrey, I'm just going to let you pick up with your story, kind of where we left off. And you were saying that your daughter was really excited. I think your daughter at this point was what, 14, 15? 13. 13. 13 Um, But very excited about being an older sibling. And so I'll just let you uh, keep us going on the story from there because we're wanting to know so she is super excited i um was not very excited about this baby my husband and her and i had told some really close friends that we were excited we were expecting and they were very excited and i just felt miserable i ended up in the er the first week of january because i just couldn't keep anything down and i um i don't I remember thinking I was laying on the bed. They did an ultrasound to make sure that there was a heartbeat because I was like six or seven weeks at this point. There's so there should be a heartbeat. And as I got back in the wheelchair and they show you a picture, like right because there's a picture on the screen, and I didn't see a baby. And I was just remember being very fearful. Um, And so we go back to our room, my room, and you know it's during COVID. I was by myself. My husband wasn't with me because yeah. it's COVID and nobody was with me. And um, the doctor came in and said, there's a heartbeat and it's strong. And um, here's some medicine, you know, get, get in touch with your OB. So mm-hmm. I went into my OB, um, a new OB to me, because again, my kids were 13 and 15 and I thought we were done. Right. <laughs> and she says, I would like to send you to a maternal fetal medicine practice because of your age. Cause I was, I'm, was 38 at this point. Um, oh. So I'm a geri- geriatric pregnancy because <laughs> anything over 35. And because of my oldest um, genetic condition. So I was like, that's fine. So they sent me to the sky um, and they did an ult- another ultrasound. And um, and we met with a gentleman and he um, was very kind again because of COVID. I actually never, I never, I didn't meet him at this time. It was a phone conference. He was not in the office. Okay. Um, and I, he said, um, well, we can because of your age, we can do a blood test to see if there is any genetic conditions, and if there are, we can talk about termination. And I said, wow, I already have a son with a genetic condition. At this point, if there is something going on. It's just information. I don't believe in abortion or termination. I don't, that's mm-hmm. against my personal belief system. So 
we're not going to do anything with it. I don't mind the information. I think that any information is sure. helpful, but I'm not going to do with any, anything with it. And the guide um, was like, okay. Um, so we did the blood test in the beginning of February. Um, my pregnancies are very rough that I was on a medication pump 24-7 of anti-nausea drug that I carried uh-huh. around in a little backpack. Um, and it wow. put Zofran into my system 24-7. Um, so I did the, I did the blood test and it came back and two weeks later, the doctor called me, the doctor's office called me, the maternal fetal medicine doctor's office called me and said, Hey, um, you were supposed to meet with this one guy, but the doctor you met originally would like to see you, see you, um, instead. And is that okay with you? And I was instantly, I was like. That's kind of strange. If, yeah. if something wasn't, if this, if something was up, um, no, if everything was okay, this would be kind of strange. So I said, that right. that would be great. He was a nice guy. I don't mind meeting him again. And I worked in, at that time, I'm, um, I worked in the country, like in the country, like when, because of online learning for COVID, we had kids who didn't have internet for days because of rain or whatever. So it took me about 35, 40 minutes to get to the doctor's office. And the whole way I was listening to a Christian radio and every song, every song was about, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The Lord's got this. Do not be afraid. And I was like, okay. And we go into this appointment. And again, because of COVID, um, I was by myself. And so they did an ultrasound and it was the least, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? When they told, um, it was dramatic event of what they were telling us what we were expecting. And I go in the ultrasound room and they said, well, do you know what you're having? And I said, no. And he's like, oh, it's a male. And so she starts the ultrasound um, and our little one, um, splatter was huge. Um, He looked like a little Buddha. You could, he, all you could see was his bladder. You can't oh, wow. see anything. Okay. Um, and so I got pictures of it and I was texting my friend and um she and I were just chatting and I said, There's a huge issue. You can only see his bladder. Um my husband had switched jobs back to his actually his original company. So he was working at this time and I so I had called him um and texting him a little bit and I called him when we met with the doctor. And so the doctor said to us, and he was very kind. He said, your son has a very high chance of a condition called trisomy 18. Um, So trisomy 18 is when you have three copies of the 18th chromosome. So Down syndrome is actually called trisomy 21. It is characterized, it is named Down syndrome for the gentleman named John Down who started categorizing these things. So um, our little one had trisomy 18. He was pretty sure of it, people who had, those who have the enlarged bladder um, and then with the genetic test he was pretty sure of it um Uh, and our doctor said um it is it is not um it's incompatible with life price 18 is very much incompatible with life and he to his credit remembered our earlier conversation and knew that we weren't going to terminate and so he said what do you want to do? And I said, we were going to continue this pregnancy. Um, 
probably one of the hardest days I've ever had in my life. I, I, um, yeah, very hard and calling people and, um, my husband got off work right after my appointment. So we came home. My mother-in-law was watching our other kids, our two older kids. And so I waited for my husband to get home because I looked a mess and I didn't want, um, I wanted to, he and I had to talk about it pre- together before we talked about it with our my mother-in-law and yeah. our kids. And so um, we walked in and instantly my daughter knew something was wrong. Um, and so yeah. back up to when I found out I was pregnant, um, we wanted to name the baby. And my husband's grandfather's name is Grant. And I just thought that was just a great name. So if the baby had been a girl, we would have named her Penelope and then you know, the boy's name was Grant. And so Grant, you know, we knew instantly that Grant was going to have some issues, but we, I knew that God's got this before. One of the things I always say, and my daughter gets really frustrated with me is this is not a surprise to God. God didn't wake up that day and think, oh my goodness, these guys are, you know, Grant has all these issues. He knew exactly what we were going through. um, And And how to best meet our needs. Um, the great thing about COVID at that time in my pregnancy is we were online learning. And so I could pop on for the classes I was in. I was working from home. All of my kids were online. And I, when I had a break, I could stay at home and sleep. Um, and that got me through yeah. some of my hard days. Um, and then we went when we went back in person, um, I just had a, such a great boss who totally got it and was very awesome. Um, so we did do an amniocentesis in March and just to make sure that Grant had um, trisomy 18. And so he did. And so we just decided um, that we were gonna keep Grant as long as we could. And when, if, if we got to meet him, we were praying and praying that we would get to meet him alive because our maternal fetal medicine doctor said expect fetal demise at any time. Oh, wow. Um, and you know, God was just so faithful to do that time. Um, my daughter was still competitively swimming. And so she got rides when I didn't feel good to take her to practice. She got rides home, um, and to practice. I, we just, God was just so just abundantly faithful. Um, my nephew got married in May and my husband works for a company that I could ship um something to them for their wedding and the first time I ordered an instapot for my um <laughs> nephew and his new wife I am kind of an instant pot enthusiast I have three okay and so <laughs> I or- and they wanted a specific one so the first time I ordered it through my husband's company um I put in the credit card number wrong and I was like oh goodness pregnancy oh, no. brain right and oh. the second time I ordered it I shipped it to my house instead of. Oh house. no! <laughs> so then I had to order it a third time, um, and so the second time when I ordered it, it came, and so we took it to the we returned it to the place that we bought it from, and my daughter really wanted a pair of ripped jeans because she's a teenager, and yeah. she thinks they're cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we tried on a pair of ripped jeans, and they were really cute, and we looked at the price tag, and they were ninety five dollars. Oh my. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, no. 
Um, I had a friend offer first offer maternity pictures. So the next day, we went to Walmart and got a shirt for my husband for maternity pictures to match the colors. And she found a pair of ripped jeans, and they were fifteen dollars. And we go. I was like, I really can pay. This. Like that's awesome. And so she tried them on, and they were they fit her really well, and they were great. And we went and checked out, and they were when we checked out, they were one dollar. And so even in the <laughs> midst of this really hard thing, um, got, she, she didn't want to tell me she wanted ripped jeans because she didn't want to bother me. And so, you know, uh, God just showed up. God just took yeah. that little, I want a pair of ripped yeah. jeans and then just showed up and they were a dollar. So, um, so I so want to ask you here, yes. because in our last episode, um, because of a number of things that happened, you know, with his life in church, your husband is at best disinterested in God in uh, not good days. He's actually mm -hmm. upset at God, wants nothing to do with him. So as you get this diagnosis about this baby that he's come around and excited about, what, is, what does that do to him and God? If any, I mean, if any change. No, no change, still really mad at God. Still really okay. like why. Probably just reinforced it. Yeah, probably. Probably just reinforced yeah. the, are you serious? You know, you, you did this thing, you created this life, and now we don't get to keep him. And I, as strong as I have been in my face, I had a couple of those moments. I was texting a friend, um, and I said, I'm really, like, I've been so sick my whole pregnancy. Um, I was in the hospital a couple times um, for dehydration, even with the medication I was on. Um, I just still couldn't keep hydrated. And so I was in the hospital a couple times, and, like, as lousy as I feel, it's like, God, you'd really take this baby from me. You would make me suffer physically through all of this, and you'd still take this baby. And God just still said, I have a plan, trust me. Yeah. And so, and, and we need to say, because I think you shared it in the last episode, but I don't think you said anything about it this time. Your husband in the last episode, because of your, I believe it's a chromosomal mm -hmm. aberration that your oldest son has, decided to have a vasectomy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have any more children. Mm -hmm. And so on top of everything else, this baby is almost like this miracle, mm -hmm. unexpected mm -hmm. pregnancy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in the midst of that. So how could anybody not have those questions? Yeah. Um, when you look at all those circumstances, if you weren't having those questions, I would wonder about your connection <laughs> to reality. Um, and life because <laughs> that's just so painful. And yet, yeah. And yet these are good questions, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Good things to ask. And these are good things to have to wrestle with. So, the, yeah, keep going. When I am, I first thought, when we first found out about Grant's diagnosis, my friend sent me this book and it's called Holding On to Hope by Nancy Guthrie. And she talks about her um loss of a baby right after they were like six months after the baby was born to a weird um syndrome and when they got the diagnosis she talks about um she says these words and i really resonated with them it says well i guess here's where the rubber meets the road here's where i find out if i really believe what i say what i say i believe mm -hmm. i knew i had to choose how i was going to respond to this incredible disappointment and sorrow and i feel like that in the midst of this really rough pregnancy that's 
that was God yelling at me, like, do you really believe that I'm in this? I'm in the midst of this. And I was like, okay, I do. And then he just showed up in the midst of all of this. Um, I had, for the first time in our marriage, I had a job that I made pretty good money. I mean, okay, money, I'm a teacher, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was on my, on my own for my insurance. And I was like, I, if I'm just paying for myself, I can afford to pay for the highest, um, the high, like I got the gold package and it wasn't right. very mm-hmm. much money. Cause yeah. I'm just, my employ my, my employer pays for most of it. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, God knew because the, Zo- the medicine pump, the Zofran pump I was on, um, my insurance paid over $30,000 for it. Oh, wow. 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 My portion was $300. Oh, wow. Um, in one of my hospital visits, I had to be ambulanced from the ER by my house to an overnight facility. The ER by my house is just an ER. They don't have any overnight beds. And my ambulance bill was $50. Wow. So God just, you know, continually showed up. Um, yeah. Just the fact that you could work at all during, yeah, right. Right. during I mean, that time I, is where yeah, I Yeah, during, and during COVID and most of some of it, like I think we only spent... We went back to in-person learning President's Day, all right after President's Day weekend of February. So from February to March to May were the only times I was in person. And my, I just had really um, very understanding bosses. And mm-hmm. one of the things that really just got laid on my heart through this whole pregnancy was um, if one person, because my maternal fetal medicine is not a Christian doctor, and, and then my SPED director, my, one of my, my bosses were not a Christian, were not Christian. And and it's to lay people special ed. Yeah. Um, And they were not um, Christians. And so if they got, if their hearts changed because of my journey with Grant, um, Mm. that was worth it to me. And so we finished the school year and we were doing pretty good. Um, And then my husband works for a tent. So he's off on Friday mornings. And in the beginning of, June, we went, he got to go to a doctor's appointment with me and Grant's bladder was no longer an issue. Oh. And it was normal. You're wow. like seven months at this point. Huh? Uh, yeah. I was okay. like seven or eight months. As, and so Matt, my husband got to go with me and that was really cool. And so we felt like we were doing good. And then we scheduled our next meeting, our next appointment for when I was 31 weeks and three days on June 25th. And June 24th, Grant hadn't been kicking as much. And I go to bed and I lay down and um, I went, go to bed and my husband comes to bed later and I'm like, hey, babe, I don't, I haven't felt Grant kick. And he put his hands and he tried to, I could tell him where he was and he put his hands and he's like, oh, I think I felt him kick. And that just comforted me and I went right to sleep. And we had one of the first appointments the next morning um, and we showed up to the doctor's appointment, uh, my husband and I, and I think we had a list of errands to do because my mother-in-law was watching our older kiddos. And um, we go up and they start the ultrasound and the first thing that out of her mouth is there's no heartbeat. Oh man. Um, and, you know, just 
it meant sorrow and sadness and we I I don't I can't speak for my husband on this but I had said okay God you that you you know you know his days and you know my days and you you made us and you fearfully and wonderfully made us and you have a plan in us um and so I so the doctor came in um and he just was very devastated for us um at the previous appointment we'd actually set his first date for when I was going to be about 36 weeks mm-hmm. and so for him to you know just for God to decide that Grant's days were not that long uh, was very hard so we went into the hospital um that night because I, I live in the Phoenix area there's so many people having babies that we had, we had to wait for a room wow. and um so we waited for a room and we walked into the hospital and we walked to OB the, or labor and delivery. And there was a couple before us checking in and she was in labor. And there was a woman who had just had a baby being willed, holding her baby by us oh, in the tears. And the people, the nurses instantly knew who we were and they took us straight to our room. And I, um, as hard as that was, and we, I delivered Grant on June 27th at 5.22 in the morning. I had such a peace, and God just showed up. I had the same um, nurse for two, both nights that we were. I was there laboring. I had the same nurse, um, and it was there was laughter and joy and just peace amongst the really hard sorrow. Um Wow. So he he was two pounds and two ounces and thirteen inches long. He's just a teeny tiny nugget. Um, we didn't do a autopsy because we knew that he had all these issues. Right. Um, and so actually, I texted Lynn that morning and I sent um, and you sent I sent a picture to you. And I have since wiped my phone, but in my memory, my phone is wiped, so I've actually lost a lot of those texts. Which, oh. but. You you said he was so precious and yes, and he is just precious. My other friend, her name is Lenny. So I have my friend Lynn and my other friend Lenny. Um, she sent me a plaque that actually says, oh, let me it says something something to the effect of to think that the first thing you saw when you opened your eyes was the face of Jesus. Uh, um and it was Scott Matthew and his faith. Um and even in that, um, I called my parents. My parents live in another state, and they got on a plane. They were able to find a flight um, the next day, and so they got on a plane. And we had Grant, and I came home, and my my group of friends that I actually go to church with set up a meal delivery service. Um, my dad's birthday is two days after Grant, and they... Had, we had set, they had set up mill service that if we, um, the person who brought mills on Monday also brought a freezer mill for Tuesday also. So my dad's birthday, we got to go out to dinner or we had the choice to go out to dinner because yeah. it wasn't a hot food for his birthday. So just, mm. but I just continually showed up to the point of um, for Grant's memorial service. I go to a pretty big church and I just sent an email saying, hey, I like a small graveside service um and is any pastor available and th- so they said yes this person is available and 
then through the mortuary, the mortuary had to do a application process. And so through the cemetery where Grant is buried, we there was us and another family um, who were asking for the Friday morning that he was buried. And my parents left Friday afternoon. And so we were like, okay, if they don't get to come, um, that would that would that would be hard, but it'd be okay. And the mortuary put our paperwork in first, so actually my parents were here for the service. Oh, good. And then to the point of my husband's sister lives works lives out of town, and she was planning to be here that weekend for other things, and so she happened to be here the weekend. Like God just wow orchestrated all of these wonderful things. So um, I, don't, I don't think I told you, but I have a daughter-in-law that went through a similar thing. And no, she I don't know. literally could not come out of the house for about a year. Yeah. And so I was just shocked at your ability to um, continually praise God through this process. So we're at the end of part two, and it sounds like we need to start part three so that you can talk to us about God, who he is, how you can have a relationship with him that could take you through a child's death of all things. And then we need to know what happened to your husband in the end. Yeah, because this has to be just so hard and devastating for him. I just, I can't, my heart goes out to him as a father. I had eight children, three biological, five adopted, but, um, yeah so yeah so will you do a part three with us audrey sure. okay yeah all right grace and peace to you my dear friend um i'm eager to hear about god in all of these uh, until next time yeah. so long, so long. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out. And for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.